Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I briefly review the results of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity to join you today as I share a little bit about the U.S. presidential election. As many of you already know, uh, this past week on Tuesday was held in-person voting, but mail-in voting and absentee voting has been occurring within the U.S. really for the last several weeks in many locations. So if you were watching live election results on Tuesday, then you probably weren't seeing uh, a a good indication of the vote counts because mail-in voting was disproportionately uh, geared towards Joe Biden and day of in-person voting was disproportionately favoring Donald Trump. This is why Trump seemed to be doing better on election day itself and as the week went on, Joe Biden started to improve in many of the battleground states. And again, as the week moved on, we even started to see some of those states to flip. So as of Saturday, Joe Biden had secured 290 electoral votes to Donald Trump's 214, with, uh, with the vote still being counted in Georgia and North Carolina. Uh, Biden has a narrow lead in Georgia. Trump has a narrow lead in North Carolina. Neither of those states will change the outcome of this election. It's likely at the end of uh, voting that Biden will end up winning the popular vote with over 5 million votes, uh, probably close to 76 million total votes counted for Biden to Trump's 71 or so million votes. Uh, That's incredible turnout for both parties. Uh, Both the Democrats and Republicans had record turnout and uh, Biden has the most votes ever in a presidential election. Uh, So that's a tremendous feat. In terms of the electoral college, at the end of everything, Biden will probably have 306 electoral votes to Donald Trump's uh, 229 uh, electoral votes. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with the difference between the popular vote and the electoral college system, uh, basically the, the popular vote is just a raw percentage. Uh, everyone in the country votes. You see what percentage voted for Biden, what percentage voted for Trump. Biden is coming in at close to 51% of the vote 
uh, Biden is coming in at around 47.5% of the vote, just raw percentage. In the US though, it's not the popular vote that actually produces a winner. It's, we have an electoral college system that's laid out in the constitution of the United States. And in the electoral college system, you have to get electoral votes and each state is given a certain number of electoral votes dependent on their population size. And uh, based on that and whoever wins the popular vote within that state, they then get those electoral votes. So for example, in California, a heavily democratic state and a uh, heavily populated state, there are way more electoral votes than you would see, say, in Utah, where I'm at, a heavily, heavily Republican state, um, but the population is much, much smaller, so we only have six electoral votes. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. I'm excited to share my insights with you. So when you have a candidate have a narrow victory in a state, it's a winner take all in most cases, except for uh, two states that, that split up their electoral votes a little bit. Otherwise, it's a winner take all electoral system. So even if I only win by a razor thin margin in a particular state, I'm gonna get those electoral votes. And so that's what's what we see happening in Georgia right now, for example, votes are still being counted. Um, Biden has a narrow lead there. Uh, in North Carolina, votes are still being counted. Trump has a narrow lead there. You may recall back to the 2000 election between George Bush and Al Gore, and that came down to the wire uh, in Florida. Florida being a battleground state, uh, it looked originally like Gore was gonna win that, and that would put him well over the 270 electoral votes required to win the presidency. But at the last minute, uh, Bush uh, came back in the vote count and ended up winning Florida by about 500 votes. Not 500,000, 500 votes. That was the difference in shifting Florida to the Republican column and ultimately gave George Bush just enough votes to win the Electoral College and win the presidency. Um, Donald Trump in 2016 lost the popular vote by a substantial margin to Hillary Clinton, but because of the Electoral College system, 
he, he won several battleground states in narrow victories and therefore got those electoral votes and therefore won the presidency. Uh, many wondered if that similar type of outcome would occur uh, this election. And, and going into Tuesday night, uh, the day of the election, it seemed like that could possibly happen. Um, but as more and more uh, mail-in ballots were counted, uh, and more and more absentee ballots were counted, uh, you started to see that shift where ultimately uh, Joe Biden uh, prevailed in many of those states, garnering those electoral votes, and ultimately uh, he's, he's projected to win the election by all of the major news networks in the United States. Now, technically he won't win the election until all of the final votes are certified in each state. Um, that's a formal process that each individual um, state goes through. Um, they each have their own uh, rules and processes for that. And ultimately they will certify within the coming weeks uh, what their electoral outcome was. And then in December, there will be the formal electoral vote of the electors in each of those states. And at that point, um, Biden would officially win uh, the presidency and Trump would remain in the presidency until um, towards the end of January when Biden would then uh, be sworn in as the next president of the United States of America. That's the process. That's the system. It's an interesting one. Um, it's definitely been a very interesting week in the United States. A lot of um, energy and passion has gone into this election cycle. Uh, many people are very ecstatic about uh, Biden winning the presidency and Kamala Harris being the first woman and woman of color uh, to be elected um, as vice president. Uh, many of people, of course, are, are upset and are disappointed that Trump didn't win a second term. Uh, ultimately, uh, partisan politics aside, and however someone may feel about their particular issues and who they voted for, I think it's a win for democracy that we see um, the process play out, we see the votes counted, and we can have a peaceful transfer of power from one president to the next, even when they're from different political parties, and even when we, we have a really deep ideological divide in the country. Uh, so I'm appreciative of the institutions of democracy that have allowed for this to occur. And in the coming months, we will see that transition of power. And it'll be interesting to see uh, which direction uh, the United States goes in its domestic and foreign policy and economic policy in the years to come. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.